Hey guys, welcome to the Aroma Bites podcast. Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, Chris and Richard discuss how we will be implementing Google Calendar tasks and email to help us communicate more effectively, thus accomplishing more of the goals that we have, helping us to help more people smell, become, and spread the aroma. That's the start of that thing. Ha! Okay, here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is here for if you want to sit down later while you're doing this. Yeah. Okay. Are you cold? Everything is awesome. Everything's perfect. I'm just like really excited to be here with you guys today. Um, okay, so you're staying for this? You might be bored, but it also might be cool. Actually, just yesterday, the, the last few days I've been asking some people like, hey, what do you think is something that is like valuable that I have to offer my friends? And one person specifically, Van actually, he said, time management. And I was like, I wanted to message him and be like, dude, we're gonna come, like we're gonna go through this tomorrow. I'm so stoked. So, uh, so I didn't invite Van, but I think that that could have worked. Um, so today we're gonna talk a little bit about the context of some of the things, and um, also this is a safe place, so I'm gonna share some things about me being a loser. And if you could not bring those out of the room, that'd be perfect. Thank you. No mocking, Chris. No mocking me. Yes, because this is this is uh, eat your humble pie, Chris. Uh, afternoon, morning. Uh, so this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the context for some, some problems maybe that we've been having in communication, in, uh, in me being maybe not that great of a manager, uh, and helping to lead us as a team. I, probably all of you could agree that I uh, oftentimes uh, think at the 30,000 foot level and think a lot about big picture stuff and have these big dreams, but when it comes down to like the nitty gritty details of like how to accomplish those dreams, and also not changing what I want us to do every 15 minutes. Uh, and throwing things at you, like Sarah was just again reminding me today, you did that to us again this week. And so uh, working on that. One thing I think that can help us a lot is what we're going to go through today. Uh, Richard, as you know, comes to us with a lot of experience, not just in chefery and cooking things, but also in leading and managing well and, and helping, to, uh, helping to help people accomplish whatever their, whatever their goal is. And, uh, and so, he and I have been talking a lot, and he's shown me some things that he's used at uh, bigger companies in the past to help them to stay on track and to help the, the management to feel like they know what's going on and also to help everybody else who's involved to kind of know what's going on. So today I want to offer us that. I want to give you guys a little bit of context about some of the reasons why I think this is going to be so important. Then we'll talk about how we're actually going to, like what we're going to do, then how we're actually going to do it, and then when uh, we hope to make this transition back. So, ready? Here we go. To keep things short and simple and not to waste too much of our time this morning, I want to go through uh, some of the reasons why I think that it's good for us to make a change. The first one is core management, and I mentioned that previously, but I think there's, uh, there's a part of me that really loves our big vision stuff, you know, pictures, and like, we're going to start a cafe, or we're going to launch church community groups, and then when it comes down to the specifics of the day-to-day of how do we actually work that out, a lot of times I kind of have two mindsets. I kind of uh, throw things at you and go figure it out. That's what happened in my world. When I was 22, we moved over to Taiwan and 
We had one-way plane tickets and we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, and everybody who was in charge of me or managing me or leading me was in another country on the other side of the world. And they would, whatever I said, they would be like, yeah, okay, go do that. And it, it was, I thought it was really cool. I really loved it. But I also remember crying myself to sleep sometimes at night because I didn't know what I was doing. And, and I feel like because I went through that process of having to figure it out, a lot of times I also put that onto other people. And some people are really good at that. Some people are really self-motivated, self-starters, and can see the pathway to how to get there. But a lot of people, like, they really want to be told what to do and to, be, to have that done clearly, you know, like, what do you want me to do and how do you want me to do it? And a lot of times I fail to do that. So I realized that a lot of times I kind of have one step that I'll do is like, oh, throw it out there and, like, go start a church or go start a cafe and then I just leave you alone and then on the other side is like I'm really down into this like kind of micromanagey feel where it's like tell me all 13 every details of exactly how you're going to do this thing and I sometimes don't feel like that's very helpful either so trying to figure out how can I help to manage better I feel like I am sometimes am uh, very very direct and almost controlling even in wanting to like know exactly what's going on and what you're doing and that kind of stuff and then a lot of times it feels like probably more more often than not that you're just out there and you're not sure if you're doing the right thing or not you're not sure if you're doing it the right way or not and and you're not sure how to necessarily manage your time or or if you're able to make progress or if you're making progress in what you believe you're supposed to be doing so i think my poor management has has caused us to sometimes struggle and to not know what we're doing. I think also poor communication, um, me not sharing in advance far enough what, uh, what I'd like for us to be doing, what we should be focusing on in our projects, or what we need to be doing throughout the week, and then changing things a, um, a lot, or, or just not communicating those things often enough in advance, uh, making things clear. So you'll see things like yesterday I sent a message to all of us and said uh, that are in the Sheeman staff group and I said, hey, uh, this week we're going to do this training and we're going to do this lunch and in some ways that's nice for you guys to hear about that before um, before we jump into today, but it's also kind of short notice, you know. Sarah was telling me how she had to rearrange several meetings over the next couple of days because I didn't communicate that far enough in advance. And so my poor communication is causing that, and, but I think there's also communication that you guys are doing back to me and also back to each other that uh, is not working out the way that it could. And so um, I, I think an example of that might be like, I don't necessarily know what's going on, and so I start to struggle like, okay, what are they actually doing? It's not clear, uh, and some people are really proactive in, in providing that, saying what's going on. Some people are not, and I wanna be clearer in what I want to give in terms of, uh, in terms of not excommunication, in terms of communication, <laughs> and clearer in what I expect for you guys to give as well. But the lack of communication, I think, is causing a lot of struggle. And then these guilt, shame, and fear, I mentioned them in that order because it's the 3D Gospel book that a lot of us are aware of, which is kind of cool, but um, I think really specifically, and Richard pointed this out, that when we all work together on such a tight team like this, and we're all involved in so many projects, you know, Justin could simultaneously be asked to design something for the church, and design something for the cafe, and help out with the short-term team that's coming, and teach a class in the center, and then he's got all of his own personal stuff going on, it's a lot to have to think about, and I think that we sometimes start to feel guilty in asking someone, or guilty in saying no when someone does ask because we haven't clearly communicated, hey, this is my priority, this is how I'm spending my time. That's what we have, you guys. We have 
our time. And that is the resource that we can allocate in different ways that we can say, focused in on what we really need to be focused in. I think it causes us to feel frustrated with each other, like, um, not to, not, it was my fault, I, I absolutely take responsibility for this, but I'm used to giving Mia my PowerPoint for Sundays in church on Friday or on Sunday morning, and she translates it for me. So I texted her on Saturday night and said, hey, translate the PowerPoint tomorrow. And she said, nope, I'm going out with my family. And I was really frustrated because you're supposed to translate my PowerPoint on Sundays, and you're going out with your family. And I realized, like, I did not clearly communicate. Like, I need you to do this on Sunday, or I need to get my act together and give it to you on Friday. And we were on vacation, and there's all kinds of different excuses that we can make, but I think a lot of times I cause that shame for other people, or I feel that frustration, or people are afraid, like, what's Chris going to, like, I don't even want to open my text from Chris because I don't know what he's going to ask, or, you know, and it just becomes this, like, frustration, frustrating communication. I want to alleviate that. I also feel like right now we have, sometimes you get an email, sometimes you get a text, sometimes you get a, a line message, sometimes you get uh, an Asana task, some of you are in an app called Asana that we use, and it's just, like, bewildering. You know, it's just confusing, like, did Chris send me an Asana, or did he text me, or, like, it wasn't in an email, where is it supposed to be? I want us to be able to focus in together and to really narrow down into what exactly we should be focusing on and doing. So Richard uh, Sheridan proposed to me um, a, a, pro a product or a way that he used to manage a lot of, a lot of different employees working together on a team. People that uh, worked at different locations, people that worked um, across departments sometimes. They would, you know, there's maybe a designer who designs one thing for one department and then you know, does something else for another department. So in a lot of ways, very similar to the situation that we have with multiple locations between Shimon and Domian and even other places where teams go, uh, with multiple locations, with multiple different departments that sometimes share people or share time. And he said, Chris, you have this Asana thing that you're doing and you sometimes send emails and all that is really good, but how could we con condense it down and really structure it in a way that helps all of us to be on the same page and not to exclude some people because they don't have an Asana account so they don't know what's going on in that app or to exclude some people because they don't know what's going on in this thing. I want to I eliminate those cross-sharings that are causing frustration to a lot of us, causing us to have this, this fear or the shame or this guilt, this frustration because of poor management and poor communication. So what we're, what we're going to do over the next few weeks is we're going to transition to uh, transition away from using Asana um, for most of us and then transition into using the Google Suite uh, set of apps which includes mainly the calendar and the, and the email and the Google Docs which many of us already use. We already, a lot of us, if you create a document that you're going to that you're going to have other people working on. Many of you sometimes use it with your personal email, sometimes you have an aroma email or something else, but many of us are using Google Docs already. Many of us have some kind of a calendaring system in our lives, uh, and, and then Google has a function called Google Tasks, where you can connect an email, uh, you can choose to have this email become a task, uh, and then you can actually link back into the email. You can connect tasks to your calendar, and you can see how those all line up. There's a lot of different really great things that you can use, and as Richard showed me how his system worked, I realized that it might be just the thing that we really could use to help us to have better communication, 
better management. I think for you guys to be able to see more clearly what you're supposed to be working on, to have input into that and to be able to have more conversations with me and other people that are leading, and ultimately to see the great progress that you're making in a much clearer way, a more helpful way for me and other people who are maybe in management and then also for all of you who are working on various projects. So I want to start by mentioning some of the benefits and drawbacks, and I'm going to turn over to Richard, who's actually going to walk us through what that system looks like. First, some of the benefits. I really like how this system that we're going to use of, of connecting email to calendar to tasks and having that all be in within Google allows us to connect in our vision and our strategy. So we have like our strategic development plan I mentioned this morning. That is that slides document where you can see what are the goals, the big goals we're trying to accomplish based on our vision, what the big long-term thing is, then what are the goals for this year or this season, how are we going to accomplish those goals, how are we going to know that we accomplish those goals. We can actually link that document and other documents that we have all into this system so that at any time you can just click right on that and you can see exactly what those are. And we can even list some of those <coughs> deadlines and milestones on those things into calendars so that we can see, oh, coming up we need to have X project finished. We'll see all that. It allows us to have a lot of really open communication and accountability with each other. Um, accountability, I like the way one pastor broke it down, he said accountability is accounting for your ability. You have a great ability, you have a great potential, and you have wonderful things to offer, that's why you're in this room. Because you are someone who God has called and invited to participate in our team, and we get to move in that together. So. I want to see that ability maximized, and I think you guys all want to as well. All of you are here because you know that God has invited you to do great things as a part of this ministry. I want us to be clear and more collaborative and to see our, our process and our progress in that process. So this new calendaring system and task management system that we're going to use actually allows us to, to see that more clearly and for you to have more collaboration, more involvement in what that actually is going to look like. So you'll get to see listed out, not just when Chris sends an email randomly sometimes, but you'll be able to see as I develop some of the goals or as other people develop some of the goals that we're trying to accomplish, you get to see those listed out. You get to see the projects, you get to see them all lined up and say, this is what we're moving towards. And then you get to have your input and your involvement into that. You guys are amazing people and you work super hard. Um, being a part of Roma is not just a 40 hour a week job. For many of you, you're much more involved in that. Uh, you get up in the morning and you're thinking about how we're going to share the gospel. Like this is our life and accomplishing this stuff for God's kingdom is, is I think what we're all burning and passionate for. I want us to use our time and our energy and our resources to the best of our ability. And what I'm finding is a lot of times as the leader, as the manager over everything here, I don't always know what's going on and it causes me to wonder, and I don't ask in a good way, and you don't have a good way to share that information or to ask what's going on with me or otherwise. So I want us to know, and then to be able to allocate those resources, to be able to say, listen, I, I know that A is important, but B is more important right now, so let's focus on that. And instead, what you guys know I do a lot is I want to do A, B, C, and all the way through Z. And Richard has been yelling at me, and Sarah's been yelling at me, and some other people. Sarah has been nicely saying, this is Teddy Bear, uh, has been nicely saying some things to me about how uh, that's overwhelming, you know? And Chris is coming up with these new projects all the time, and then we've got these big goals, and blah, 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 and all this stuff, and it's overwhelming. And for me to be able to have a big overview picture of what's going on, for you to be able to do a similar thing, and then to say, okay, 
These are the three or five or however many projects we're all working on together to accomplish this big vision of helping the 432 people that will die today without knowing Jesus to have a better chance to know him. That's the real reason we're here, right? That's the real reason why we're here, is to bring that number down to zero, so that everybody in Taiwan has a chance to know Jesus and knows him. That's why we wanted to focus in our energy and our time and our resources as best as we can. I want to be more respectful of your individual time uh, and not ask you to, to do things that are beyond the scope of what you're able to do. Real practically, um, so it, like it says right there, Chris is being held in check. Real practically, I see it happening like this in my own life. I'm sure it happens for a lot of you too. I have my task list, and every day I open up my Asana task list, and there's somewhere between 60 and 100 tasks that are due today for me to do. That's unrealistic. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to finish all those things. All I have is a certain number of hours in the day to, to work as hard as I can at accomplishing those few important things. And what I've typically done is I've filled my whole day with meetings, whether it's a Bible study with somebody or a one-on-one -on -one or you know, setting aside time to do email or whatever. And then I've got my task list. And I try to fit five minutes in here, and then I stay up late finishing this there. And don't get me wrong, I love working, and so I don't mind doing that stuff. But I realize that that's not respectful of the average person, and it's not respectful of your time to ask you to do this big, long list of things and also to fill your time with meetings, because those you can't do a task unless you have some time. So connecting these things and overlapping them is actually going to allow us to see what our actual time is being spent. And, and you can see here some drawbacks. These are mostly for people who I'm confident are questioning, well, hey, Asana's pretty good. Shouldn't we stick with that? Or, hey, the system we're using right now is, is working. Is, isn't that okay? Yes, uh, there are some drawbacks. One of those is that if you use Asana, you're familiar with assigning other people tasks. So I open up my Asana, and I say, okay, I need Jennifer to do this thing. So I assign that to her, and she knows. Um, oftentimes, I have to email you first or text you first or call you first anyway to make sure that that's okay. And this system allows us to have that connection because I already know what's going on. And then I can assign an event to you. So like, I need you to work on this thing at this time, rather than saying I need you to accomplish this thing. So I can't assign tasks, but I can assign events. That is a little bit of a drawback for some people. Um, and then if you create your own task list or your own tasks within your own task management part of Google, I don't see those. So if I say to Jennifer in a meeting, Jennifer, I need you to go print that document, Jennifer can assign herself a task, but I don't see that task. Only Jennifer sees that. I can make my own separate task, remind Jennifer to print the document, but I cannot assign that to her. You'll see that more clearly in, in, in the future. You can't see other tasks that they've made. Um, and there's no, one thing, one last thing that I super like about Asana is that I can see all of my tasks across all of my different departments. So, all the stuff I gotta do for the cafe, all the stuff for the church, all the stuff for the center, I can mash it into one monster list. And for me, that's very convenient, but you can't do that in Asana, so, or in Google. So you have to focus in on what is the task, the area that you're working on right now. So this is my cafe time, what do I need to do in the cafe? For those of you who are product product productivity freaks like me, I was trying to say productivity and guru together, it doesn't work. Product guru. For those of you who are who like to like maximize your time and stuff, you probably know that that's probably not a good idea anyway to try to mash stuff together and keep switching your focus from one thing to the other. So in some ways, it's actually a benefit uh, because you won't be switching back and forth between those things as much. But these are some benefits and some drawbacks. What I want to do right now is to give Richard a few minutes uh, for him to actually go through the how. 
He's gonna, he's gonna walk through what it looks like, just for about 10 minutes or so, to walk through what it looks like. Um, that each area is gonna have a calendar. So like the cafe, Shimon's gonna have a calendar. The people are gonna have calendars, your own individual calendars. And then how do we do projects within this? And then how do we do tasks and events within this? So I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna switch the microphone so Richard can have that. Um, and then, yeah, if you guys are taking notes or anything, after Richard talks, then we'll have a time where we can have some Q&A. And then I want us, I'm hoping to set aside um, at least 15 or 20 minutes this morning before 11.30, so like starting at 11.15, that you guys can actually start doing this, that you can actually start practicing. I'll also show you the timeline for when we'll be implementing all of this um, after Richard talks and after we do Q&A. And I'll be available as long as you need to if you have questions or aren't sure how to use it. Cool, cool, cool. So you can always find me. I'm going to apologize now for maybe losing my voice. That keeps it go. short, right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. All right. Oh, man, a few words anyway. Okay. So you can block that on the front. You don't have to be cool and put it through your shirt. And then, uh, yeah, you just let that be Okay. <coughs> Thank you. I'll just hold the wires. <coughs> well, if you shove it in your Yeah, because I give you invites to all of them, right? So you have to say that everything better or acceptable. Well, I will eventually. Okay. Yeah. There it is. <coughs> <coughs> right, so here they are. <coughs> so while we're getting this set up, a couple points uh, to clarify on Chris. I think I've done this as a as a um, as a business manager for a long time keeping groups of people communicating properly, keeping them productive, keeping uh, expectations clear, um, and allowing people to have the flexibility to work how they want to work. So this will all allow you to do this. And to answer uh, Chris's question, you can still do all those task-based things, it's just a, a different way. You can still see all of your projects in one place, but you're gonna see it differently. So it, it, it can be done. Uh, I think the biggest problem that I'm seeing here and some of this applies to what I do in restaurants, some of it applies just to humans in general, but if you don't all have a big picture feel for all of the major product projects you want to do over the next year, two years, three years, five years, <coughs> then things come up that you're not aware of, and you have to then try and process that and go, well, how am I going to do that? I don't, you know, he's asking me to do something, he already has me doing five other things, you know, it, it just doesn't work. So I think we need to have one place where we have our big picture planning, which is what Chris is good at, and then agree with each department on what does that look like for you, um, for your workload. So if Steven's responsible for doing any kind of financial uh, research before we do a project or whatever, you'll see this on the calendar where you'll, you'll have uh, timelines like you see up here, where you see Sheman facilities update. So this covers a whole week or two weeks or whatever, and it's in this specific color uh, which correlates to the Shimen uh, restaurant group. So you'll have a Shimen group, you'll have a Dongyuan group, you'll have a church group, um, a Envision group, and... School center. Yeah, school center group. Uh, and not everyone will be on all of these, okay? But the way this works is um, myself or Chris or whoever is the, the person that does the big picture will we'll be able to see everyone's calendars. Your, your personal work calendar, not your personal personal calendar, but your personal work calendar, your group calendar, 
and we'll be able to see what the teams are doing. So I can say for the first week of this project, it's Stephen's time to do, and this will be spelled out within the email. So if you look at If you look at this email, you'll have a bullet list of everything that needs to be done, the timeline, who's responsible for what, and you will spell out, you know, week one is Stephen's time to do financial research, and then after that week ends, that's his deadline, then it becomes the next person in the group, whoever that is, Justin, you know, you go from finance to Justin for design, or, you know, I, I don't know, again, what everybody's responsibilities are, but once we clarify those, then each person knows within this calendar event, when they look at it uh, on the calendar, they will know when they have to start doing something and when someone else is supposed to be done with it. So you don't have to keep calling, when are you supposed to do it? Are you gonna be done with this today? You know, I don't really know. And you don't wanna interrupt, you don't wanna screw with their workflow or anything. So you'll be able to do this seamlessly if you're part of that group. And any updates you'll see, you'll automatically get a notice if somebody adds something to this. So it's just like a task in that sense where, where all of that stuff is in one place, except you can look at it on the calendar, you can set, reminders for yourself and you can use it to um, to keep yourself accountable to what you need to do and then when you take that the next step down to your own calendar you choose if you want to work from 9 p.m. until 3 in the morning put it on your calendar and then people know not to disturb you at that time right and say this is when I do my work I am free you know from noon to 3 for, for people to ask me questions or add things or if Sarah's scheduling people to work in the cafe, she can look into your calendar and go, okay, this is when Justin does his, his um, design stuff, this is when he does his sermon preparation, this is when he does whatever. Ah, here's his open time. And you can set personally what your open times are so people will respect your time and respect when to talk to you, when to ask you, or to say, hey, I see you have some free time. Can you help me in the cafe you know, on this hour, on this day, right? And so then it, the onus becomes upon you. If, you. if you're not clear in what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing or when you're doing it, you need to figure that out because then other people can see what you're doing and they can feel um, less like they're being intrusive, they can feel more respectful to you, you can feel like you're not being pressured to do things that you're just not able to do. Does everybody understand that or, or feel like that would be a good thing for you? Would you like it if I was less offensive? Would that be <laughs> Cool. And I don't think it's truly offensive, but it, it indirectly, you know, we all feel that you, you know, you, you carry that guilt and go, I don't want to ask them to do this because I don't know what they're doing. If you know what they're doing, then you don't have a problem with that, right? So there's a little bit of, of uh, data entry on your part in, in the beginning to set those, and you can set repeat events. So you can see down here the training with Sarah, and again, this isn't your actual hour, hour Sarah, I just plugged it in just so we could see it. Um, this is in the Shemen calendar. You can also choose, if you go on to, into these events, you can put as much or as little detail as you want. Um, you can copy them, you can send them to another uh, calendar. So if you're creating a calendar, if you're a group lead, you can copy it to anybody else. So, so I could take this and I could say, um, I have this in the in the Shimen. I want to send it to Dongyuan. So you just click copy to Dongyuan. It'll automatically populate onto Dongyuan's calendar, as long as you're a member of that group. If you're not a member of that group, you just have to ask to be a member. 
and again, I don't know everybody like who wants to be on every group. If you look at, at mine and Chris's right now, we have a lot of calendars, right? And and this is good because we need to be able to know how to keep everybody accountable, and we can choose um, just by highlighting or unhighlighting. And you can't see that. Can you? We're missing that. We're no, missing the sign. Twisted over a little bit. Yeah, can we get, ah, there we go, okay. So you can choose how much you look at or how little you look at it. You can just only look at your own, and you'll see at the, at the top, you'll have your own personal, right, Chris O'Dell. But I also set up Team Aroma at Chris. This is where Chris would set his calendar for you to look at. You don't need to know that he's going to the dentist or whatever unless it applies to a work day, right? So you choose how much you share with everybody on the team. It's not intrusive, you know, because you're choosing what information you share. Once you get all of this, you can actually take these items and add a task from a calendar event and say, okay, remind me that my deadline is on whatever day. You choose it, it'll pop up here. Chris needs to update the SOP. You can see the task done there. So, so all of this stuff does what Asana does, but it does it in one place and it does it seamlessly because you're already using Google Docs. So if you look back at um, one of our examples of a project, and we'll do these projects together once we agree on what the projects are. Sorry. But once you're in here, um, you can set, did we set a link in this one? Uh, down at the bottom, there's one. Okay, there's your Google Doc, right? And it's a shared doc. So, so for that whole period, if it's your responsibility for the first week, you're working on that document, right? You can all see what he's doing. So you can all hold each other accountable and you can hold yourself accountable and say, hey, my deadline's tomorrow, I haven't even opened the sheet, right? So, so we all know that. And then you can also use this to plug in and say, I, Chris asked me to do four other projects and I'm behind on this by a week and then we as a team can shift all those deadlines, right? So that whole event, if the deadline was, was March 4th, can now become March 7th or whatever we agree on. But everyone sees when those things happen, right? Everybody knows when it happened. Everybody knows they can hold each other accountable and they can see what's going on and not have to ask. Does that make sense? So I think what the way this should work, and I've already set up emails for everybody, I've already set up groups for everybody. I have a, a basic list of, of who's on which group. <clears throat> so like for the cafes, I've got Chris, Eric, Kelly, uh, Sam's, Aiden, and Steven on the Dong Yuan Cafe. <clears throat> on the Shimad, I've got Chris, Sarah, Andrew, Jennifer, Steven. Uh, for church, I've got Chris, Justin, Brittany, Andrew, Steven. <clears throat> for the center, I've got Chris, Jennifer, uh, Stephen, and then possibly Michelle and Shouling. Uh, um, and then for the Envision, I've got Chris, Jamie, uh, Nathan, Sarah, Stephen. So, so there may be more people, there may be less people, but the cool thing is um, you can set levels for who controls each group. <clears throat> so Chris can either be in control of all these groups, which I think we all agree might not be the best thing, because Chris needs to be able to delegate. So, so somebody should be responsible to be the administrator for each of these groups, and then you can add, change, 
uh, change access levels for anybody on there. Some of you may already know all of this stuff, so if you do, I'm sorry. Um, but you can go in here and change. what the levels are. In groups? Yeah. I, I think that needs to happen in the admin console, right? Uh, yeah, you can make them an administrator. You can have more than one admin on a group. So where did my... Go up to those three lines on the top left corner. There you go. Right to technology. So if we go into, if we go into the Aroma Cafe Dongyuan group, into settings and sharing, you, you decide in these groups what the access levels are. <laughs> Sorry, this doesn't work like mine. Um, who is in these? Yeah, so you can add people. And when you add people, we're going to add in uh, Stephen because Stephen is going to be on all of the groups anyway. So when you add Stephen in here, <laughs> lucky Stephen. You don't have to look at them all at once. Uh, when you add him in, then you can choose. Do you want him to only see, which is great for everybody, and then again, they can toggle off and on. Do you want him to make changes, or do you want him to, to manage the, the, um, the sharing and everything? So if you make changes and manage sharing, that means they're basically an administrator for that group. Uh, where that can be a problem, and where I've run into that problem in the past, is if somebody has this access and they really don't understand how to use it, they can delete cal calendar events and stuff, and they do it randomly, and you're just like, where did my event go? And then nobody knows. So these are the things that you need to make sure whoever's responsible is the person that has that access and understands how to use the access. Otherwise, when you're in, Otherwise, when you're in these, you can just send invites to people as guests to, to, um, to accept it, and then it goes on whatever calendar they're using, which you can do for people that, that are outside of the Aroma uh, domain, which is great. So within the Aroma domain, um, you can assign uh, higher level access. If they are outside the domain, they can only view. They can't change it. Does that make sense? So what we're going to do today uh, is we're going to set this all up, and then over the next week or so, we can work out any bugs. We can gradually migrate all of the things over from um, from Asana if you're using Asana mainly into this into this project. I think some people may stay on Asana for a little while longer. Yeah, we'll we'll make some exceptions if there are some people who need it. Yeah, and then we'll work out whatever kinks are, are happening there. But I think what needs to happen, and which, what would help me, and maybe help you as a team, and I can, I can be involved in this, or Chris can be the only one, we need to start um, getting our big picture projects up on one document, right? And then take all the things Chris wants to do. You can add to this all day long, but it means you don't have to do anything until we agree that it's a project, right? We need to get each department, or whoever's responsible for each item, to agree on um, this is this is my workload. So you'll set up your own calendar. <clears throat> These are the days I work on uh, sermon preparation. This is the day I work on design, and these are the times and the hours that I work on it. So all of that is clear to Chris and everyone else on your team. And then we need to es establish what the responsibilities are. Who does what for each project, and how much time do you need? So if, if we say out of the hundred projects that Chris has, 
Um, one project is reopening Chimac. Who's involved in that? Who needs to work on that? I know Justin does, I know Stephen does, I know I do, I know Sarah does. You know, not 100% who all else needs to be in that and what their actual uh, responsibilities are, whether it be you know, setting up the POS system, doing um, design, menu preparation, finance, budgeting, all of those things. Then we need to take that project and break it out into how long will it take, realistically. How long will it take you to do, you know, budgeting, financial research? How much? How long will it take you to do um, the design work? How long will it take us to train, you know, the the beverage menu, get all the recipes done, get everything set up, all the logistics, and then that needs to be on your calendar as the project. So that would become this project. Once we establish that. How many projects can we work on simultaneously? This was a big challenge for me at other companies because everybody wants to do everything. There's things that Chris wants to do as the, as the overall director of, of church operations. There's things that Justin wants to do. There's things that Sarah wants to do all within the scope of our workday, right? But some of it may not be project-driven. Some of it may be personal, personal goals. Um, you know, I, I don't know what all of those are, but you know them and you know how much time they take and whatever your agreements with Chris are as far as uh, how you spend your time. Within that scope, we need to say how many projects can we work on to get all the projects working in a timely manner, knowing what our, our start dates are, knowing what our deadline dates are, who's accountable for what, how it works, and then as soon as one project finishes, then you start a new project. And the, the whole process goes again. So there's a little bit of work up front but once you have it set up, you can set this up for every three months, every six months, every nine months, you can do it for a year, but it'll probably take you a couple of days to set up all of these parameters for a year. But the cool thing is you can cut and paste, you can copy, you can do repeat events on the calendar. You can, you can really manipulate this so it's very clear to everyone involved. And I think I'm going over time. <clears throat> so are there any questions at this point about logistically how this works? How do you make the project? How do you make a project? Yeah. A project is a calendar event. So basically, we'll okay. have a template for that project, mm -hmm. which you, you can see in. I can pull it up. Yep. Which you can see in this one. We, we did a sample one, which is actually kind of uh, will be active because we're actually working on getting the Shiman facilities updated. It's so just an all day calendar event that goes yes. for multiple days. Got yeah. It. Yeah. So you can choose is it all day or is it multiple days at specific hours. So if there's a meeting, you can say, we're gonna have our, our prayer meeting every Monday at 9 to 10.30. That should be in there for everybody's calendar. So it's, so it's clear, you never schedule around it, right? So you can choose uh, how you set these up, whether they're, you know, start from one day end to another day, then it's an all day thing. And then again, it doesn't matter if you work at night, at daytime, at three in the morning, that's your choice. You know, we're not gonna micromanage how you do your work, we're just gonna manage your workload. So then you'll have all these documents attached, you'll have any links to shared docs, um, you'll have responsibilities by the name and the dates that they're supposed to be done. So all this stuff will be done once, but it will always reside on that calendar. And the cool thing about this, in Asana, once the task is done, you can't send it to yourself, you can't view it, you can only copy to yourself and to your calendar like working, working tasks. Here, you can go back and say this this is the task we worked on. And so for restaurants, this is great because you know we do Oktoberfest every year, we do Valentine's every year. So every year you can just copy that and start it as a new task. If you have new people on the project group, then you just add those people into the project group. 
So this is cool because it's got all your tasks in a, in a chronological timeline that you can go back and access, whether they're uh, future, present, or past, and still have access to that. So one of the things that came up for, um, for Sarah was we're trying to figure out where, where are all the docs for operations here? And how many docs are there and how many different folders and nobody knows which one was the last one. We, you know, it's like really hard to find. Here, just go on your calendar. This is our working doc. These are our, our barista uh, SOPs. And it's right in your calendar. So if you ever forget where it is, just go back into your calendar and click on it. And it brings you right to Google Docs. Right? All this stuff is always there, always accessible, and always something that everybody can access. Clearly, without, without confusion. So we're going to have a template that says, and, and this is the, the basic gist of it, the, the name of the project, and that's also going to be the title up at the top, the name of the event, and then a scope write-up is just a, like a paragraph that answers like why, who, what, how, when, all that stuff, and then and then include a link to that if, if that's necessary, and then any updates, like big picture updates for this specific project, and then the specific tasks, and we want to use kind of a, an agreed-upon format so you know what the task is, when it's gonna be completed, ETC, I just made that up for fun. The person responsible, so like who's actually gonna be doing this or who do we talk to if, if this thing is happening or not happening, and then kind of the status. Did we start it yet, did we not start it, or did we finish it already? So we know that, and the idea is, and I, and I was just using this, you know, I copy pasted some stuff from, I wanna update our website. So like, we gotta do some stuff by what time and when. So obviously a lot of this stuff, you see filled out more clearly, but I started going through and you can, if you're on Asana, you can literally copy paste an entire task list. I just took all In, the tasks. Into your own task, task list. list. Yep. You can copy paste it onto this document and then just adjust it to different <clears> format. And I'll show you the other space that we've been talking about tasks a lot. Yeah. The task list is this right here. And you can create as many as you want. So you can do a task list for church, for Envision, for cafes, and then just copy and paste whatever applies to you and set, set deadlines for yourself. And all of this stuff is in the Google suite, so you can get it on your phone. You, you've got Google Tasks on your phone, it'll send you reminders. You've got Google Calendar on your phone. You, have, you can click from Google Calendar on your phone into Google Docs to work on a sheet. Like, you can do all of this anywhere at any time. And it even works with Android. Yeah. So you have to copy all the text by yourself? <laughs> you don't have to. It it's only if you, it's only if you want to. You, no, can, but you can use the calendar as your task list, but it's not as clear uh, as Asana would be as far as your own personal tasks. So if I copy like one of the tasks into yep. my own You can text, just copy the, like, but this it section of text and then you want to do it and show them? Yeah, but it doesn't go like go back like because I, if I complete on my own text, like I need mm -hmm. to update in the calendar. Yeah, again, you would need like, to update in the calendar. So like some people are pretty bad about updating things mm -hmm. like how yeah. do they... Yeah, for projects you need to do that. I mean, I mean, some people are pretty bad about that. Like, how do we? But that's where you hold them accountable. If you're a teammate and, and their work affects you, then you can call them and say, hey, your, your deadline's today. Are you done? Right? Because otherwise, Because you in, know. in Asana, we can still attach like documents and we can search and we can make it repeatable. Like, yep. you know, make it. Yeah, uh, it has the same functionality. And you can do that within your tasks, but for some reason Google, the Google Suite won't, won't let you share tasks specifically. So basically you need to use the calendar as basically your master task list. If I make a task in a Google document, because mm -hmm. I can assign something in a Google document to Chris, yep. 
Does that yeah. show up on his you, task list or no? No, it would show up in, in Google Docs, it would show up in email, but then, but then he can take that email and you can make an email a task. And it's, it's a couple clicks. To do that, you go into your Gmail and... So this may, be, this may be uncomfortable at first for people to start using it, but once it's set up, it should be much easier and much clearer for you. Right under here, right? Yeah. So Richard, you drag it over? Just go to other task. Mm -hmm. Paste. Task. Paste. Paste what? Whatever you copy. Oh, 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 no. When you open the email. Yeah, 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 you can do that. So, so oh. also when you're in the email, if you open the email, you'll have a whole list of things you can do. Uh, where is it? Here's that email open. Right here. No, there should be a So in the email that you should have options to do, um, to add to tasks. Oh, here it is. These three dots right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gmail, yeah, yeah. Tasks. There you go. And add yeah. To and then when you're in there, you can you can add a uh, reminder. It'll automatically go into your calendar and say you need to deal with this email. So I think Google is long-term wanting to migrate the ability to share tasks, but it's it's in beta right now for them, so I don't know how long that would take. So are there any other different, different way of accomplishing it. Are there any other kind of like big picture questions? Otherwise, what I want to do is outline the transition period for you guys, and then set you free for 10 or 15 minutes here. We'll be done at 11.30, uh, and you can just like start messing around with your own calendar. I'll send invites to We're going to start sending invites to people for your first one calendar and for the the area that you're in, so like Jennifer's going to get one for the Aroma Center, and then Jennifer's also going to get a personal one, and so we'll start sending all those out. Um, so, any questions? Jay, you had your hand raised. So I have a question related to what Stephen was asking about, I think. So let's say I'm overseeing a group of people who are working on a project, and I, I go into the calendar and I see that someone has not finished something on time. What does it actually look like for me to go in there and hold that person accountable? So you can send a message to the group, like from that calendar. You can send a note, and you can and choose whether everyone sees it, whether an individual sees it or not, and just post a question. Hey, I didn't see that, that you've, you've completed your task yet. Are you on task for this? Are you going to complete it on time, or do you need more time? And then it becomes it becomes part of that whole calendar conversation. Okay. And I think of course it doesn't actually have real conversations with people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's not going to change. You you still need to talk to each other. But but hopefully what using the system will allow is clearer boundaries for when you talk to each other, clearer expectations for what your responsibilities are, and easier workload management for everybody. Where you're, you're not feeling overwhelmed and then going law. You know, of course, I do something else. I don't have time, and I don't, you know, do I say no? Do I, you, know, you, you don't have that whole process. I, I can give you an example of, of um, recently how that worked. You know, one of the one of the challenges for Wendell's um, was it's a it's a big company. They have a central bakery. They have a central um, marketing department, uh, PR, design, everything, and then they have 
three restaurants, right? So <clears throat> the people that work within the group, which is similar to what we do, where everybody kind of supports each other, um, would have these projects that the owner would give them. And then all of a sudden, the store would call and say, hey, I really need you to do this poster for me tomorrow. You know, like, just, there were no boundaries. And literally everyone in that company was in this perpetual state of frustration, wanting to quit, hating coming to work, crying in the office, you know, like just completely frustrated because there was no way for any of them to see what's going on. And there was no one person saying, this is too much for you to do in design, right? How many projects can you work on at a time? How many many? Can you do one a week? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Again, you, you are going to decide that and you're going to say, well, what am I able to do? And then we have to work projects around that. If you're only able to do one menu a week, I can't have you doing three menus in one week, right? Or three menus in two weeks. You, you have to be able to find those boundaries. So without clear expectations, without clear workloads, and again, here is very different because it's not like you're punching a clock and serving tables, right? I know where you are, I know what you're doing, I know when you're supposed to be doing it. Everybody here is kind of autonomous, right? So nobody really knows what anyone else is literally working on unless you tell them. Right? This way they do, right? And as much as you want to share with them, you know, how what your work hours are, what your work days are, what projects you're working on, should all be easily accessible to everybody that, that uh, works with you and that may run into those questions. How do we clearly show what our work hours are? Just like we did for, for you. So so that only shows what I'm doing at that time, it doesn't show what my work hours are. Yeah, you can decide you can set that. So you can say from you can set one for Monday through Friday nine to seven, these are the hours that I'm working. And then you can break it down into whatever those, those time chunks are. Does that make sense? So it's, it's We would really make an event called yeah, work hours. Yes, yeah, yeah and, and you can make it a repeat event. Every Monday I work from nine to six. Every Tuesday I work from 11 to eight. Every Saturday I work from three to two. I take a break to, to take my kids somewhere and then I work again from six, you know, you set those up. And once you set them up, everybody can see them, and there are your boundaries. You set your boundaries. If you don't have boundaries, don't set up the calendar. Just say, I work all day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right? Some people do. I, I'm always available. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm awake, I'm answering emails, I'm answering texts. You know, it's just my nature, but not everybody has that nature. Right? So set those boundaries, and then people need to respect them. And, it, and it, for whatever reason, again, it's not, no system is perfect, right? Ever. So as long as we're having open communication about this and something comes up, then we fix it, right? Nothing can't be fixed, nothing can't be solved. We all have a heart to serve. We need to figure out how to help each other do that, right? And do that comfortably and, and enjoyably and, and in a way that we can accomplish things and, and have a, a chronological timeline to see when we're successful and when we're not. And if we're not, we need to keep going back and saying, why can't we ever get a project done on time? Maybe we're overly optimistic on the number of projects we can do. You know, and then it should be an open dialogue that, that we work on every week, every you know, two weeks, whatever we agree on, to, to have these conversations and to say, this isn't working for me, what can we do? And help each other. So I'm curious, so what qualifies as a project? Like I'm thinking specifically mm -hmm. in a vision, like we have a number of teams, number yeah. of different interns, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so if I'm setting aside an hour to communicate with this team, would I put that under the team project or would it all the teams be under the Envision project? You can decide that. You can decide okay. what's 
what's enough and what's too much. So, so for me, I, I literally I had like 30, 30 people on my list for Windows. I had 10 different groups, and if you looked at my calendar when I had all of my boxes checked, it was like, you know, like Walt Disney threw up or something. You know, it's just like crazy craziness. So you need to decide for your group and within your team, whatever that team is, whether it's Envision or, or church team or whatever, how much do you want to see? You know, how much do you want to share? Get it all in one place, you know, on a project list, and that can be in Google Docs. You know, your master project list can be in Google Docs. How you break that out into your calendar, you need to decide with your team. You know, so they're how not you want. tiered. So if like, I can, can be, they can, can be if you want to. So if I create, yeah, you've seen that. If I create a project for QHC, yeah. I link I can link that project to Envision Teams, which can yeah. link to Envision. Yep. So I had thought of a couple different ways to do that, and maybe offline we can, yeah, we can yeah. talk more specifically, but in general I was thinking a calendar is an area. So there's an Envision calendar, and then there's a project on that, there's, a tech, there's an event on that calendar, aka project, for each intern, for each team. And when we start that is maybe like when they apply, or, and then you can include the milestone dates of like, oh, they got all the references in, and oh my god, these are the things in there. So we can go that level, or we could like, um, yeah, I was thinking of some other possibilities like making each person their own calendar. If you wanted to get really specific, like they applied on this day, and then- Well, each person will already have their own calendar. So well, I'm talking about interns that come. Oh, oh, and, oh, and, yeah. and Nathan's need to organize all those interns. Yeah, and you can, again, you can, can have them outside the domain. Them. They just will only be able to view. And then they can see all that stuff with them. So like, the And they could send you an email from something they viewed. They just wouldn't be able to edit the, whatever that calendar event is. Okay. So projects can be as big or small. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. As much or as little as you want. You know, it's, it's more about simplicity. It's more about, can, um, can Sarah click on Justin and see, does he have any open time for me to ask him a question tomorrow? Right? And then once you're done, you unclick, and then he's not on your calendar anymore. So, so all of this stuff is always there. You choose how much you how much you input and how much you view. You can view as little or as so much. So we'll as you be want. able to see everybody's everybody yeah. work calendar. Yeah, yeah, and all of those those accesses are going to be view only. So again, on your, in your Google Calendar, you have your personal calendar. I, I I'm not going to share that with anybody. That's your right. personal time. Your work calendar is what you want to share with your team so that they know what you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's pretty, you know, it's non-intrusive because it's, uh, we all want to know what we're doing, right? And, and unfortunately, we're not in an environment where we can just look at somebody and go, he's working on a uh, menu for Dong Yuan, his sermon for 20 you know, it's like, how would I ever be able to do that? Yeah. If it helps any of you think in those way, then I will, will probably set up mine. Rather than setting uh, chunks of time that I'm working, I'll probably block out the times that I'm yeah, which is perfect. Which is basically the, the opposite yeah. of what you said, yeah. but another way to do it. Absolutely the best way to do it. In my it's mind, when I, I see a calendar and I see a bunch of different things, I don't want it to be filled up unless I'm actually yeah. Yeah. something there. So I, I, I see that chunk of time that I'm not working as rest or family time or whatever. And so you'll be able to see that. You'll be able to see when I'm resting, when I'm with my family. And if there's any other free space in that calendar, that's when you can yeah. If you look up on the screen right now, you can literally set out of office yeah. time. And we just yeah. say that that's like, I'm not available. No, automatically goes on your calendar. And it declines a person who invites you to something. Okay. Yeah, because within email, you can actually choose um, in, your, in your suite to see their available time. You know, you can click if you want to set a meeting with somebody. It'll say, are they available? And no. 
So the, the biggest thing for, for me, like Chris obviously needs, needs to be able to see all the projects in one place. So when you splash this into the month view, you see all the projects, where they overlap, where they're concurrent, where, where they start and end, if there's any open space to actually do something. So Chris can start to, to get, um, he's a great big picture person, but has to be able to take his big picture views and say, is this possible? Should I even talk about it right now? So it's not adding, you know, throwing rocks in the pool when people are, are trying to get that mindset. Does that make sense? One thing that I'm wondering about sure. is like um, how to be specific so you actually, for myself and for my leaders to like know, and for all of us, like to know what I'm actually doing and that I'm actually completing a task or something, but to not like, okay, for example, if Nathan says one hour for this email, but it actually takes two hours and now somebody's wanting to put into his time because he had that open or, or if he finishes it in a half an hour and like, does, does that kind of well, thing cool matter? Thing. Would it be better to just say emails or for example, for Stephen, finance, there's no like, that's not specific. I don't know if that's helpful if he blocks it up in that way, but he can, or he can go in as he's doing. If he has a calendar set, you know, from nine to nine to one, I, I work on budget, right? But then all of a sudden, he he knows that he got interrupted and he has to go further. He can take the bottom of that calendar and drag it down another another hour. Or if he's done early, he can drag it up and make it shorter without affecting any of the future ones. If that's a repeat, it won't. It'll ask you, do you want this for all events? Or this event, so so yeah, you you can do that like in real time, like literally as you're doing it. Okay. So if you start to work within this, you know, for me, I'm I'm more of a of a um, I'm kind of anal retentive as far as time. So so I everything I do is, is timed out. Whether I'm going to, you know, the jujitsu dojo, picking up Mei from class, making dinner, you know, whatever, that's all in there. So I can look at it and say, oh crap, I forgot I need to be doing this right now. That's just me. You know, some of you may not need to do that. You know, it's really up to you. What what us doing this as a team is about is about eliminating the, the problems that I heard from people individually and as a group. Don't know don't know if it's okay, don't want to interrupt somebody, don't you know, feel uncomfortable, feel guilty. You know, we want to eliminate those so you don't have to and, and you're just more productive and, and everybody should be uh, enjoying their work because you're not coming getting into situations where somebody's asking you to do something you can't do and then you're like, I don't want to say no, but I really can't do this. Right? You're not being put in that position. It's going to happen. You know, it's, it's, we're human. It's going to happen, but at least we're setting boundaries. And if it happens repeatedly, then we can look at it as a team and go, why, you know, why, are, why do we keep asking this question? And maybe we need to make this in an allocated time that we don't do other things. But until we do this, we're just going to keep revisiting all the frustration and, and, and not knowing what the expectations are and what you're accountable for. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, with like the personal calendar, mm -hmm. like I know you can decide what you want to share. Yeah. Um, but like if I put like Chinese class and like language exchange on my personal calendar, and Don't that's like to. you can just put not available. But like, but it's not if it, like if it's not on my work calendar, like mm -hmm. nobody else will see that. Like so, if I'm like not available for those seven hours or whatever a week that mm -hmm. I do those things, then like... Then you can do, like Justin was saying, make that, you know... And add to my work calendar? Yeah. 
And the cool thing is, within your personal calendar and your work calendar, you can copy anything you want yeah. into them seamlessly. So you don't have to like retype everything. You can yeah. just say, oh, I, I need to show this. Yeah. There's actually, this. I think you're right referring to a third calendar. You're going to have stuff related to the area that you work in. So mm -hmm. like you might be on the church calendar. Then you're going to have a Laura at Aroma calendar. And then you have Laura's personal party life. I'm not ever going to see Laura's personal part of that calendar. No way. No way I'm going to be allowed to see that. Right. <laughs> but on your Laura at Aroma calendar, I think it's appropriate for you to list out, because it's part of your internship here. Yeah. I'm studying Chinese. I'm teaching English in this yeah, place. Yeah, it's, it's work related. It's part, I, I consider that part of your like aroma life, not your party life. And right. you can include that on there. Like you could put, like, I party, I party hard on Saturday nights. That's cool. Then I know, like, I'm not going to be texting you unless it's a come throw you at the party, which so, I'm too afraid. So then, just on my work calendar, whatever everybody else sees, yeah. then I should just block out. I don't have to say I'm partying, but like, I would just say like unavailable. So then yeah. you can still see, even if it is on my personal calendar. Yep. Like, I, but yeah. I, you just don't. Okay. And you can make it repeat, so then, or you can make it random. You know, if you have a, a doctor's appointment that's coming up, that you have right? Because if I, it's like, yeah, if somebody has something on their personal calendar but not on the work calendar, and I was like, hey, can you meet at this time? And they're like, no. Then I just want to be able to see like. Yeah. That they're doing something personal this time, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, just block it out. Like, okay. yep. just block yeah. it out. It'll gradually make more sense as, as you do it. It's, it's going to take some time to, to work through the hiccups and stuff, but once you know how to use it, it's really helpful. How do I get that unavailable option that you're showing there? I just uh, clicked into like an event and then, uh, oops, sorry. Thanks. In the month view. Out of office reminder from the yeah. The problem with out of office is you can't make it reoccurring. It's like vacation. Yeah. So you just set one date. So what but I you can create an event for vacation. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah, you can use either one. Yeah. Go to your email or Google Suite. Yeah, Google. If you're not in Google Suite, you may not have the same accessibility. So you'd have to you'd have to access it from that because it, it just depends on what your personal. Google if you click right here, Sarah, you'll see the list of accounts that you're logged into up in the upper right hand corner, and then Sarah at the that's Zion. I don't know why you like. Oh, you got on my computer, so maybe it's on my computer. Anyway, so you could make sure you have the other one that you have the other one. Oh, crappers. And that's not on my calendar, they're into the Google Suite. But you can sh. I think you can copy calendars. Yeah, you can. Listen, you already answered a technology question today. You're on. Like for from ten to eleven. Right now, I have I happen to finish one text earlier than I'm supposed to be. Then now I have time to go to the bank, and that does that mean I need to update like that into like seven calendars I have, or just block out. You know, if you go to the bank relatively the same time every day, just make it unavailable time or just say bank fees or whatever. You don't have to do it. They don't, they, don't have to know, they don't have to know every every detail of what you're doing on your personal calendar. They just need to know when you're available and not available. Does that make sense? Yeah, but but like for the project, like mm -hmm. when when I update the project, I need to update to seven of them. Like no, it automatically updates everybody that's attached to the calendar. 
and you can choose whether they see the updates or not. You can say, you know, send send memo or, or not. So it can be as, as much or as little as you want as far as the sharing. We have pushed up against our 11.30, so I want to let you guys be free to go. Richard's going to be around the rest of the week uh, a few different times we're going to ask him specific questions and or complain to him about stuff. Richard's done a really great job of hearing all the stuff you're saying as kind of a consultant type person and not telling me like, oh, Stephen was complaining about this. They're just saying like, oh, your people are mentioning that they're struggling with this issue. So go to Richard. He's a pretty, pretty cool guy, uh, very flexible and wanting to really help us. And so that's why he's here really is to, to come in in that consultant kind of position and to give us some good feedback and, and to offer some, some insight from his experience. So really um, take advantage of that over the next week. Uh, he'll probably be around a lot less after this week because they're reopening up their shop in Dantzle. Um So, but he'll still be around, yeah. And he'll still be available and we'll keep his Richard at the Roman ITW account open for a while. So you can uh, definitely email him questions um, or whatever. So that's good. Here's the, here's the rollout. Um, we train today, starting from today, I want to start our transition period until the end of this month. Now there can be some exceptions to people that still need to use Asana. Like I specifically mentioned to Nathan, you built on a monstrous system of awesomeness in Asana, and I want to respect that it might take through the end of the summer, and I'm willing to keep your account open in Asana, that's cool. Others of you might have other reasons why you still need to keep your Asana account for a while, or why you don't want to fully get on the calendar yet. I really respect and give props to Justin, uh, wanted to quit cold turkey, so he'll probably be out of Asana by the end of the day today, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's already. And when I asked Justin and Brittany last week, I was like, hey, what do you guys think about Asana? And Brittany's like, I only use it because you told me to. And I'm done with it. So that's good. And I know from the, the limited time that I was in Asana, it's not as, as user friendly. So, yeah, for the next two weeks, I want you guys to get as much of this in as you can. If you feel like you have a specific circumstance where you need Asana or to not be on the calendar by the end of February, then come talk to me individually. Otherwise, I'll assume that by the beginning of March, we're fully on Google and we're off Asana and we're off that other stuff and we're sharing these things back and forth. I know that it probably will take till the end of March for us to have all the projects per put in place perfectly and everybody on all the calendars and all that stuff, but I want to try to get into it as quickly as possible. So You're going to need to have big picture meetings with Chris and say what are the projects we want to do, what are, what's our wish list, yep. and what are we actually going to do, and then have, have that trickle down into, into the schedule. So it's going, to take, it's going to take some time to transition, but I think that it's going to be really valuable. Yeah. The biggest challenge in all businesses is communication and accountability. If you don't have clear either one of those, you can never be successful. All right, get out of here. Thank you. And I'm going to start sending you a lot of invites to the different calendars. On so. your aroma.tw. Nathan, yeah. Nathan. Yes. can I ask you something? All of you. Let me put it in your. All of you who are staying here past this week. Sorry. But if you want to come move over here, we can get you one. Uh, everybody who's here past this week will have or already has an aroma.tw email, including Mia, Jay, uh, I added Jamie. Uh, you guys all have those. So we're going to start using our aroma.tw email. Copy your Google Docs from other emails into your aroma.tw one. We're not going to be using our personal emails anymore, so we're just going to focus in on this one. Steven's already had a schedule. No, it's pretty hard to copy all the documents because the domain one, like the Google Suite one, yeah. you cannot just uh, hand the like owner like, to, the, yeah. to the domain. And you lose all the past uh, comments. <laughs> So you're saying copy the document, like yeah. like duplicate the document. Yeah. And then send it over.
but like, because I don't want to switch it back and forth okay. between the other them. I know, but even in one document, yeah. like in one folder, like for Aroma Cafe, yeah. we have multiple owners. How do we do that? Like, because yeah. some of the documents I don't. Some time. We're gonna. There's one of the reasons why the yeah, transition is I think really helpful is because I think there are so many old documents that are not clear. Like we've got stuff that Mickey's still on. Right. Um, she did Cafe House a long time ago now, and we need to transition all that stuff. So we're leaving the old stuff behind. We're taking the things that we need. There's a bunch of documents, so I don't think so. You don't have to necessarily copy over all of those documents. We'll also have access to those if we forget something a few months down the road. But start with the documents that we do have and do need, like the all the spreadsheets that you're using in it that we can bring to Pull those over, all those finance documents. Pull those over, and then we're gonna start fresh in this. That makes sense. And again, we have a couple weeks of transition, and I'm saying that we'll have some exceptions. So if there are some things that it's like, well, I can't have that over yet. But I feel like I know that it takes a couple minutes to to like download it and upload it to the domain. But I think that in the end, it's very valuable for us to be able to have that Choose there, and then you choose to tenant on that. 
an engineering, you know, so electrical engineering major, math student, to so program something. But all the documents are cloud created. All the editing are cloud created. I mean, that's an open dialogue. Well, we we control as the admin because it's managed by the organization. As the admin of that group, I I I can just take all those documents. So when I delete them, I'm kind of a researcher or like to generally like that. For example, I'm children choosing a children's church activity. So I've only scratched the surface on it. Or you know, maybe spend more time than that. I did say that. And I offer it over to Lord to my Noah's Nap time. I can work at and I'm not like so it is going to be a little bit but of for, introductory administrative yeah, it's a challenge. bring all the documents yeah. that we needed and create our list. But I think um somebody's more on every day. I believe and I'm what, able to what hopefully this this does it allows people to be more introspective and actually be more than right now. But we use I believe we use a little past Holy crap. Okay. I'm just realizing there's a reality of what that means for someone who doesn't have to shut the docs. Because there's like, like a lot of the inventory things are awful. I mean, they need to be regularly done, but like a lot of the common things like the contact information. So. Probably I mean, those inventory that needs to be done and redone anyways. It's just yeah. Well, sick return on. But I think it's just going to be an open conversation. Like the school spreadsheet, you need to make sure whatever you're putting on your calendar. And having those or have him like show up somebody else after. And if you find that you're adjusting it every day, then you have to think about the priority. Yeah, so you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be having to do all that. Not do that. Just be aware that it's just it just smells like Curry's hot to do that. I really no, want to I really think that this that just the type of the reality of how I manage me and how I work and then to schedule it all out. So the project should be longer. We need to make sure that it's going to take an hour. So we do it. And then Juan has to just give me your task. It works. That's right. Right. Productivity, like all of this, links into productivity for him. If somebody's I'm so productive. I just wish it wasn't happening at this moment because I already have all the yeah. million and three things yeah. I have to learn how to do right now. Right. So I'm just feeling very overwhelmed. You know, with, like, so all that. Like yesterday, the, the Baoxian guy fell. Right. I mean, I think Baoxian like, guy showed up. He's like, hi. It's like me and Richard's buddy, right? He's like, wow. Oh, we came in. Last week, and you have to re sign the camera. What are you talking about? And like, I'm like, it was like, but we do have to around here. What did everybody do? I know, just happened to be that. No, it's fine. It's just like, I just heard a long call I have to learn in the next few months. Yeah, that's hard to not get ahead. Yeah, you don't need to clarify that detail. If three, four works, awesome. If three, four doesn't work, you'll three, ten. Or three, four, one. Like, three, four, one. Like, three, four, one. That's why I kind of like Justin's idea that he's blocking that, that he's not available. Yeah. Or is that a whole person? Yeah. Like, 
to open a cafe and then another yeah. like a week later cafe like they have to get everybody like all the part time new staff yeah. to like cover or like close to run or whatever it might be I, I opening for a week. But that's part of what for a week when I planned my own temple Amen. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Yeah, and he always gives you know, what you need in order to do what he's called to do. I wasn't controlling the environment there. 